This is Hot Mess Mom. It has been a while since I have recorded an episode. It's been very busy. Uh, lots going on in, in my life and in my kids' lives. and um, So I just haven't made the time for it. But this morning I uh, seem to have plenty of time because I can't seem to get more than an hour or two of sleep last couple of nights. It's either a kid waking up or, well, this morning, all three, including my fur baby, uh, Midnight, our cat, she's, I left the bedroom door open and she came and woke me up at some point this morning. And so now I'm just about to just say, forget it, turn on the pot of coffee and uh, start the day. So I figured I would actually make an episode. I think that's why it's taken me so long to make another one is because I was trying to do a little bit less ranting in this next one. (laughs) Um, It's about sleep deprivation as a parent. No one really prepares you or, I mean, they'll say, oh, you know, better get your sleep now. You know, they always say that whenever you're pregnant. Um, But they don't really explain or go into great detail about how long it's going to be before everyone that falls asleep stays asleep. And I'm starting to realize that this is going to be years of not sleeping. Not just because the kids aren't, you know, waking up throughout the night. Because even when they're not waking up throughout the night, I find myself waking up anyway because I'm on their schedule now where I'll wake up where they usually like to get fed. Like right now, my almost four-month-old, around 3.30, 4 a.m., she's up uh, typically to eat, okay? And there have been some mornings where she'll just sleep through it, which is fine, you know? It's just, it would really be great if I could get that memo because I still will wake up on my own. Um, thinking, oh my gosh, is she okay? Is she breathing? Because she always wakes up 3.34 a.m. to eat. And um, you just find yourself waking up in a frantic mode every time you wake up because you feel like you forgot something or something's wrong with someone because you feel almost guilty that you slept as long as you did. So even without that, uh, even without them waking up, I, um, I find myself waking up by myself, but, um, even my son, he's two years old. He's had the last two nights. I don't know why. Um, he, he's woken up, uh, which I've moved the bedroom around. So maybe that's what's wrong with him is he's not used to where his bed is right now. But he'll sleep for a few hours, I'll get to sleep, and then somewhere throughout the night, no specific time, he'll wake up and he's in bed next to me. And this tonight, or I guess last night technically, it's 6 a.m. now, so I wake up and my husband was closing, so I fell asleep before he got home. And I think he probably came in bed. I don't know. It was late. 
I, I don't remember what time it was, but I was so tired. I don't know if Wyatt woke up and he made any noise at all whenever he climbed into bed or not because I was completely just out. Because last night, or I'm sorry, not last night, not before last, I had the same issues with Wyatt was getting up and then once Wyatt went back to sleep, Maya was up and by the time I was able to go back to sleep, because I'm one of those people, you wake me up if a light gets turned on or I open up my eyes too much or I just start really going, okay, you know, starting thinking about other than just feeding the kids or whatever needs to be done. It's really hard for me to get back to sleep. It takes me a while to get back to sleep because I'll have all these thoughts like, is midnight okay? Is Maya okay? Is Wyatt okay? Jesse seems okay. Okay. Oh wait, now I have to pee. Oh wait, now I'm thirsty. Oh wait, let's see this documentary on Netflix because I started feeding Maya and I put something on TV for noise and usually I'll put it on something where there's lots of um, talking and low background music because that usually will get her back to sleep pretty easy. And then I end up getting interested in whatever it is that I've put on. And before I know it, it's 6 a.m. And I've spent two hours watching, you know, Who Killed Malcolm X or, uh, oh gosh, what was that other one? The, the Murder Amongst the Mormons or whatever on Netflix. Um, probably should stop putting it on documentaries because I do like documentaries. But anyway... This morning, I felt like it was necessary that I record this while not having any coffee, realizing I'm not going to get any more sleep, and just kind of dealing with it. I'm actually probably going to wake Wyatt up a little bit earlier than he normally wakes up, just so that way maybe he'll want to actually nap today. Because <laughs> also for the last, I don't know, since Maya's been born, maybe a little bit before that, Wyatt has went through this phase where it's little to no nap. Um, and if he does get a nap, you have to fight him for it for like an hour and, um, or maybe more than that. So you'll spend like half your day, you feel like trying to just get him a nap. And, um, it's too long of a process. Like I want to do other stuff throughout the day besides trying to get my kid to nap. And, um, you know, I think to myself, oh, well, you know what, if he doesn't nap, then he'll sleep better at night. I'll get more rest at night you know, but that doesn't seem to have been the case the last two days either. And what happens is, is we'll end up go doing something. We're in the car and, you know, I can't nap in the car, but he can. So he's in there napping in the car and he'll get his, you know, 30 minutes, hour, whatever, probably about 30 minutes. We don't really go anywhere that takes an hour, but he'll get that 30 minutes and then He's wanting to stay up till, you know, 10 o'clock and wake up throughout the night or whatever the case may be. I mean, he's, he's very irregular as far as scheduling goes. And I was really strict and had a set schedule that I really tried to keep to keep Wyatt on a good schedule because, you know, that's their big thing, you know, pediatricians and everywhere you look up is, you know, keep your kids on a schedule. Well, let me just tell you. Once you have the second one, if you have a second one, scheduling is almost near impossible because unless you're setting alarms for each kid on both things they need, 
you're going to forget something. I mean, I'm trying to make sure that I read to Wyatt at least once a day. Now, that yesterday I did really good. I read like four or five books to him, which, I mean, you got to think some of these books are smaller, so don't give me too much credit. Like, you know, books that are for toddlers or, you know, most of them aren't very elaborate or, you know, wordy. They're pretty short books. Um, but I always try to read to him at least one or two stories at night for bedtime. And on top of that, you've got feeding schedule for him, trying to make sure you cook for him at some point during the day, trying to make sure you're trying to introduce new uh, foods to him, which trying to introduce new foods to a toddler is, I don't know. It's, uh, they go from eating, I mean, my son would eat whatever we put in front of him. He went from that to he has to have you not look at him while he tries something new. And if he's trying something new and you look over to see what it is and he sees you looking at him, he will take it out of his mouth. I don't know if it's because food is the only real um, time that he can say no. Like he wants to make his own choice. So that's the only control he has. I mean, he doesn't get to pick out what he wears. He doesn't get to pick out what we're doing that day. He doesn't, there's a lot of choices kids don't have control over. So food is one of those things that he can go, well, you know, I don't want to, I'm not eating that. I don't want to eat that. And as a parent, it's really frustrating because this kid liked mashed potatoes three months ago, but now all of a sudden he hates mashed potatoes and they're mashed potatoes. Um, used to eat green beans, used to like corn. He won't eat corn. Corn is the least healthiest vegetable you can put in front of a child. It tastes amazing and they're still getting something that you feel okay about because at least it's not, you know, a fruit roll-up, you know, or an ice cream cone. And that's the other thing. He doesn't even like ice cream because it's cold. So he's just very picky about what he wants to eat or will try to eat. So you got to think you're keeping up with all that mess, trying to make sure you're, you're setting him up for success. Meanwhile, you have Maya, who is wanting to grab things, wanting to walk before she can crawl. You're having to do tummy time. You're having to feed every four hours. Um, and she is one of those babies. Why it was never like this, by the way. Um, she is the baby that if she doesn't like the milk, the milk's too cold. She will um, act as if she's going to throw up because the milk's too cold. She will gag herself with the bottle nipple almost on purpose because she doesn't want to finish the milk. So if you get like, let's say it takes her because she'll take, sometimes she'll take her sweet time drinking a bottle. Okay. And by the time she gets to the last ounce and you've burped her once or twice, because I mean, you can't just sit there and feed a baby and not burp them throughout. Otherwise they're going to get sick or they're going to have major hiccups afterwards. You'll go to burp her. And then you'll go back and I mean, you can fill the milk through the bottle and it's not as warm as it was, but it's not that bad. Apparently it's horrible for her. She will not drink it. I learned this the hard way. She has thrown up on me over gagging herself several times. And it's not a little throw up. It's like projectile all over the place, all over your outfit, all over the couch or chair, the floor. 
her whole outfit, swaddle blanket, everything. After there have been nights where I had just put a new, brand new nightie on, you know, changed her diaper, swaddled her up, got the milk ready, and she just decides, I'm not drinking the rest of that milk. It is not warm enough for me. And I realized it was the temperature of the milk because one night she was doing it. And I was like, is it, you know, I'm starting to think, why, why are you doing that? Because you don't, there's, I'm not shoving the bottle all the way down your throat or anything. I'm not, you know, why it never had this problem. What's the deal here? What's your problem? And I thought, well, let me just heat up the bottle a little bit more. So, you know, I know you're not supposed to do this, but I do it. So I don't care. Mom, shame me all you want. I put the bottle back in the microwave. Okay. Put it in for like eight seconds, maybe less because it's only an ounce of milk. So you don't want to heat it up too much. And I heated it up, gave it to her. No gagging whatsoever. So she was still hungry. She is so stubborn. She did not want to drink the milk because it was cold or too cold. So every kid's different. And I mean, both my kids, every kid, I guess, is difficult in their own way. I, my parents swear that I was apparently a doll of a baby. And I don't know what contest I won where both my kids are, um, well, just difficult <laughs> in their own ways. I mean, even Wyatt had stuff that he was really difficult to deal with. And not all the time. I mean, he was, he was less dramatic than our daughter is, but I feel like she's going to, I was more emotional whenever I was pregnant with her. I would cry on a whim. Um, and she's the same way now that she's out. <laughs> she will, she will make the saddest sad face you've ever seen. And it's because she's not getting her way. And it's not that it, she wants to be held or anything. You could be holding her. And if she's not being sad the right way, she wants to be sat or she wants to be, you know, held where she can, uh, pretend that she's standing and use her legs. There's just certain things that my daughter does that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's why I was so upset whenever I was pregnant with you. Cause I have my own emotions as a woman. And then you came into the game and made it like three times as much because you're so emotional. And it's just funny because with Wyatt, for the most part, I was pretty laid back. I was not, I did not have a care in the world. And it was great. It was awesome. Um, but him as a baby, he had certain things that he would do. Like Maya has never been, um, we had a, we had a sleep, a, um, a sleep holder that you could put in the bed with you, like a co-sleeper thing, but it was safe for the baby to be in. Maya has never used it. She does not care to sleep with someone. Now she did whenever she was first born, but even then, I kind of broke her of that because I didn't break Wyatt of it. I kind of enjoyed it. And um, some nights I regret that because, I mean, like I said, right now, Wyatt's sleeping in my spot in my bed next to Jesse, And I'm in here making a podcast. So you tell me who's winning out of that. So at least I have one kid that's not going to be right up my hiney for six years at least. Maya, hopefully once she hits where she's, you know, drinking her own milk, holding her own sippy cup and doing her own thing sometimes, I'll get some sleep at night, 
hopefully by then Wyatt will be um, out of his little his little sleep thing he's been doing the last couple of nights where he's waking up because he wasn't doing that he's been sleeping throughout the night really well but like I said I've moved the bedroom around so change for him is probably not that great when it comes to falling asleep which is understandable I get it especially as a kid but anyway um I just figured I'd make a new one I think I'm gonna go make some coffee now and um it's 20 minutes past the time that I was gonna wake Wyatt up so I guess I better get on that if I'm gonna get a nap today because otherwise it's gonna be another day of no nap and Starbucks is looking like it's in my future again today by the way um I don't you know advertise for Starbucks but I um, went by there yesterday because I was exhausted and my two cups of coffee didn't help before I left the house if you're looking for something new to try at Starbucks get the chocolate almond milk espresso it's a cold brew which if you haven't tried their cold brews you're already missing out it was delicious I got the biggest size they had the venti and it was so stinking good I mean it was I felt like a brand new me after I drank it so just a side note there for you for anybody who likes Starbucks that's an espresso <sighs> you should definitely try it but anyway um, for all the other moms out there that have already been up all throughout the night and uh are gonna brew a big old pot of coffee and drink most of it I'm right there with you and um I hope you have a fabulous Friday have a good day everybody till next time <laughs>